The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club released. <laughs> Fuck off. I haven't started yet. The Breakfast Club. Re- oh, fucking hell. Released. Received. Come on, dickwad. At number 10 this week, it's last. At number 10 this week, rising from last week's. Ah, fuck's sake. Jesus. One Take Wonder's gone out the fucking window. And at number nine, falling two places from last week's number seven, it's Since Yesterday from Swart. <laughs> fucking hell. And welcome to episode 58 of Darren and Matt's 80s Adventure. Wow, yeah, 58. 58. My my name is Matt. And my name is Darren. This week we are looking at The The Breakfast Breakfast Club. Club. Yeah, a seminal 80s movie. Could it have been, what, called The Lunch something or other? The Lunch Bunch? I don't know. I think it's called The Lunch Bunch at (laughs) one point. really? Okay, interesting. We'd have been there going, hello, welcome to The The Lunch Lunch Bunch. Bunch. The Lunch Bunch. (laughs) On the way. We've uh, only had a sip. <laughs> it's a big sip, though, wasn't it? Sip but of, yeah, uh, sorry, as you were saying, yes, yeah, seminal. I don't fucking know what was I saying. Seminal, Se- oh, yeah, seminal, semi. <laughs> uh, and as I said to you, when uh, when we just before we started, it feels like we should have done this one months ago. Mm-hmm. Bizarre, I know. But we're doing it now. So. Do you know what someone even said to me? Like, they said, "What are you doing this week?" I said, "Oh, doing the breakfast clubs." I went, "Haven't you done that?" I was no. Like, no, no, we haven't. It was like feels like you have. Why well, like, get all the obvious haven't. ones out of the way? It's it's it's, it's part of the fun. What do you mean, why get all the rubbish ones out? Obvious. Oh, right. Fucking hell. He's showing his cards early. (laughs) But, you know, if you like, we'll find out. Mm. Yeah, so here we are at The Breakfast Club from 1985. Yeah. Yeah. You had a good week? Not bad at all, yeah. Lots of work. Lots of work. Lots of work. Well, I say work. It's pretty much just babysitting. Okay. You're yeah. a babysitter now, or? No. Like, they'd let me know kids, <laughs> fucking hell. Whoa! <laughs> Not for that reason, shut up! Because um, I'd get them pissed. Are, uh, you, like, are you like like the uh, the teacher looking after all the children in the in the library? Yeah, telling them to, to write essays and stuff yeah. like that. No, no, I go in, I switch on, I sit in the back room where they where This the is the happens. theatre, by the way. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm not working for an electric chair company or anything like that. Um <laughs> <laughs> I go and switch on, they they do the show, and then I switch off at the end of the night, make sure nothing goes wrong during the show. That's it. But it's a very important job, though, isn't it? No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, I'm getting paid for <laughs> editing the podcast, basically. <laughs> 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 I'll drink to that. Yeah, we're, we're all the way through till 2024 now, so that's... <laughs> Fuck yeah. Got no liver left, but we've recorded a lot. Um, yeah. Excellent. And yourself? Yeah, it's not been bad. Pretty, pretty pedestrian. Mm. So, yeah, just... Which one? <laughs> just uh, yeah, just did a bit of work, a bit of working out because you know beach body ready for. Come on, four months we'll be there. <laughs> yeah, back to Mallorca this year. Oh, we're going to Mallorca. <laughs> anyway, I'm we're hard. a little bit excited tonight, aren't Do you we? Reckon? Yeah, oh, we'll, we'll crash and burn in a minute. It's yeah, fine. It's like, yeah. Anyway, enough of our twaffle. Let's crack on, shall we? Have you got any facts from the? I certainly do. Lovely old job. Okay then, Darren, here are some facts from 1985. A little bit like last week, I thought I'd uh, look at the charts, the film charts in and around the time. So, the top five films in America... In America? America. (laughs) what that was about. (laughs) Okay, so in at number five, uh, so this is February 85, so Mm -hmm. Vision Quest. Vision Quest. 
That rings a little bell. A little bell? I don't know. A little bell. Um, what you call me? The Killing Fields. Oh, oh my. I don't know. I've never seen it. Have you not? It's a war film, I think. It's a Nam film. And at number three, The Breakfast Club. Never heard of it. <laughs> Number two was Witness. And, oh, uh, with uh, Harrison Ford? I, I didn't even look into any of these oh, films. I just say <laughs> You have researched this. Yeah, I have. And in number one, Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, in the UK that week. Okay, so we, because again, we're back in those days, we were quite a bit behind America. Number five. Only was, in terms of uh, <laughs> Number five was Gremlins. Oh, what a great film that yeah. is. Yeah. Number four, Ghostbusters. Number three, Irreconcilable Differences. Okay. I thought I was going to stumble over that, but I did it. <laughs> I wish so I did. Are. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Pacific Differences. He did. There are so many outtakes. Oh, yeah. If you want to hear them, subscribe to Patreon. <laughs> number two, Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> and the number one film in the UK that week, Amadeus. Oh, see? Classy Brits. <laughs> oh, Amadeus. Have we got that on the list? I love that. We haven't. We should do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah should do. We'll, we'll work that on the... Uh... Uh, so, uh, in February that year as well, Matt Monroe died. Oh, God yeah, bless him. God what bless a Matt voice Monroe. that man had. Yes. A, a singing bus driver. Was he actually? I think he started out as a bus driver. Oh, wow. And sort Amazing. of singing away, driving around him. Someone, actually, pal, you've got talent. Um, we also, I don't know if I've said this before, we're 50 odd episodes, 58 episodes in? 58, fucking hell. So, yeah, I don't know if I've said this before, but it was the first episode of EastEnders. Oh, God, yeah, you said that so many times. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. Is that still running? Yeah. Bag of shit, isn't it? I'm, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. <laughs> uh, also, I mean, I'm not scraping the bottom of the barrel at all here. Uh, according to the Guinness Book of Records, uh, the worst ever traffic jam to date was on the 5th of April, 1985. <laughs> the worst ever... Okay. Up to date, right? There was a 40-mile hold-up on the M1. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, they were... But trapped. that's just every day now, isn't it? It is, yeah. But that's why I said to date. To da- yeah. yeah, yeah. That, so. M25 now is just a fucking car park. Bag of shit. M5's a bag of shit. Are you shit. in a moany mood? Fucking shut up. All right. <laughs> and, uh, okay, I'm, I'm also trying to find a weird tabloid story from the year every time so in September 85 The Sun mm-hmm. of course uh, the newspaper published uh, Blazing Curse of the Crying Boy picture so it was a story <laughs> about an unlucky painting that caused fires do yeah. you remember this? yeah I remember the painting as well mm. and it basically uh, yeah the firefighter said that it, it turned up mysteriously unscathed in fires all across the UK well, <laughs> You know, you're not going to buy it, are you? Well, also, it's a bag of shit, isn't it? What an utter pile of bullshit. I mean, are you saying... No, I wouldn't. ...that the sun... <laughs> oh, well, right. Well, I mean, that, 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 that sue you, not me. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, I remember that paint. So there we are. Those are my facts for 1985. Nice. <laughs> have we got a good chart this week? Oh, mate, you have no idea. The Breakfast Club received its premiere in LA on the 7th of February 1985, and so this week we are looking at the UK Top 10 for the week commencing the 3rd of February 1985. At number 10 this week, rising from last week's 21, it's close to the edit, The Art of Noise. And at number 9, falling two places from last week's 7, it's Strawberry Switchblade and Since Yesterday. At number 8, it's a drop of three places for Tears for Fears and Shout. 
and rising from last week's number eight to this week's number seven, it's Russ Abbott and Atmosphere. Last week's number ten has risen to this week's number six, it's Bruce Springsteen and Dancing in the Dark. Into the top five and it's a fall of two places from last week's three for Prince and 1999 Little Red Corvette. It's a rise of two places to number four this week for Ashford and Simpson, Solid. And last week's number one is this week's number three. It's Foreigner. I want to know what love is. This week's number two is last week's number four for King and Love and Pride. And it's a new number one this week, up from last week's number two. It's Elaine Page and Barbara Dixon. I know him so well. And that was the UK Top 10 for the week commencing the 3rd of February, 1985. Oh, I had a strong reaction to a few of those songs. Yeah, I know. I mean, the first two, I don't really... I'm, I'm, I like The Art of Noise, but uh, I don't really remember that track, I don't think. Strawberry Switchblade, I remember them, but yeah. But the rest of the top ten, I think it's great. Mm. So, interestingly, uh, in a deleted scene from Breakfast Club, mm-hmm. apparently um, Ali Sheedy stole a Prince album out of the teacher's lounge. Oh, really? Yeah. So, just a bit of trivia that stuck oh, in yeah. my head. Nice, nice. Yeah, and Foreigner... Foreigner, oh, if only there was a way to see them in concert I at some know, point. Perhaps in Cardiff. And perhaps in May. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I can't wait. I know, it's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah, for those who don't know, um, they're, they're touring the UK later this year. It's, what's it, Foreigner, Europe and White Whitesnake? Snake. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fucking brilliant. I'm going to reach and grab so much that night. <laughs> It's going to be so much fucking hairspray in that auditorium. And that's just for us. <laughs> hey! <laughs> so just outside the top ten, we've got Brian Adams' Run to You, Susudio, Phil Collins, and New England from Kirsty McCall, Yamo B there from James Ingram and Michael McDonald, Like a Virgin Madonna, uh, Things Can Only Get Better, Howard Jones, Night Shift, The Commodores, Last Christmas from Wham, We Belong. Is that still in the charts, though, this time I know. of year? St- yeah, I know. Who's buying last yes. Christmas in January and February? Know. I don't know. Oh. Do you know that song me? at Christmas? I really enjoyed it. I tell you, I'm going to play it in January. Oh, yeah. And this was all based on sales as That's well. That's it. It, was, it yeah. wasn't anything to do nothing with... Plays or anything like that. Was it anything to do with radio plays? I don't think... So. I might be wrong. Mm. I thought. I think that came in later. But, okay. Um, yeah, Even I, so, I can't imagine any radio stations playing <laughs> last <laughs> Christmas in January. So. Unless it's a Christmas or year-round station, which this should which, be. Because every day is Christmas in my heart. Oh, isn't that nice? Is it all over the world as well? <laughs> Should be. I wish it was. <laughs> uh, yeah, We Belong, Pat Benatar. That's a great song. Do you know I do know yeah, it, it's yeah. Good. Uh, Ghostbusters, Ray Parker Jr. Oh, uh, out do of they Halloween. Know... <laughs> do they know it's Christmas? Is it number 30 this week? Who's buying? Do they know I it's I don't know. <laughs> um, you Spin Me Around Like a Record Dead or Alive. Everything Must Change, Poor Young. We all stand together, Paul McCartney. Neutron Dance from Pointer Sisters. Again, what a week to be alive, mm. music-wise. Just fantastic. It's great music, great music. Yeah, uh-huh. Loving uh-huh. it. Loving it. Loving it, loving it, loving it. So, uh, I believe yeah. we're on to the five-step challenge, aren't Ooh, we, Darren? Fucking hell, yeah, I think we are. those who don't know what the five step challenge is is darren has five steps to get from last week's film to this week's film and then if he gets that right he goes to four steps three steps two steps one steps etc so this week darren you have four steps to get from last week's film which was um (laughs) rocky ive was it that (laughs) yes it was yeah 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 you got right 
<clears throat> so, Darren, you have four steps to get from last week's film, which was... Rocky Ive. To this week's <laughs> film, which is... The Breakfast Club. Okay, you've got four steps. Can it be done? Let's find out. So, as Matt said, last week's film was Rocky IV, and this week's film is The Breakfast Club. Uh, so, starting with last week's film, obviously, Dolph Lundgren was one of the stars, and that's where we will start the challenge. So, step number one. Dolph Lundgren was in A View to a Kill with Roger Moore. Step two. Roger Moore was in Spice World with Meatloaf. Step three. Meatloaf was in the Rocky Horror Picture Show with Tim Curry. And step four. Tim Curry was in Home Alone 2 with Ali Sheedy. And that's the four-step challenge. My God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's in Home Alone 2 for... Maybe 30 seconds. 30 seconds, yeah. <laughs> to the point where I watched it again recently and went, at Christmas time, I hasten to add, I watched it at Christmas time and I went, oh my God, that's Ali mm. Sheedy. Yeah, so that was a, a nice little around the houses, the, the back like the way, way in, that, as it yeah. were. Yes. That's what I'd like to do to Ali Sheedy. Oh, oh what? <laughs> Outrageous. <laughs> I can't say that anymore. I could see that comment appearing. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> right, brilliant. Well <laughs> done, buddy. That was the challenge. Well done. All right, then. So before we head to a break, shall we have some initial reactions? Oh, I reckon Ooh. so, yes. Mm. Go on, then, Daz. Go first this week. Well, it's... um, Well, I didn't see this film at the time. Bizarrely, being such an 80s fan, I came to this film very, very late. It wasn't until after Sarah and I got together... Uh, she said, you've got to watch it. She couldn't believe I hadn't seen it. And I did probably 10 years ago. And uh, it was all right. I wasn't overly impressed. It was a good character piece. The, the you know, the, the the kids that are in it uh, are great. Uh, but uh, it's fine. But I just did not get the the, the, the fuss surrounding it and all that sort of stuff. And, and I didn't bother watching it again until, you know, I knew we were going to do the, the podcast. And do you know what? I'm glad we did it because I think it's fucking awesome. Interesting. I've really, really changed my opinion of the film. There's a few things wrong with it. There's mm-hmm. a few bits that don't work, but I really, really like. And, and so I don't know if something's just clicked with me, but I, mm. I, I think it's one of those films that I'm going to go back and watch yeah. again quite often. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Because, so, because sometimes after we, you know, we've seen it, we'll text and kind of go, and you can normally glean from the text what what's right, what you've thought. And then so this one was, I said, oh, I'm looking forward to talking about this film with you. You were like, I'm looking forward to doing the podcast. I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, so he's clearly not going to enjoy the film then. Um, he's just... <laughs> I like to be mysterious. Yeah, you were. You're very mysterious. You got me. Um, I, yeah, uh, initial reactions, I really liked it. I mean, yeah, as you say, there are a few problems. Um, but I found myself laughing out loud to a lot of the things. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a proper belly laugh at certain things uh a big smile on my face for you know certain scenes uh i was just with them every step of the way and it was just it, as you say it's a good character piece so mm. I, I had a lot of fun watching this good I, th- I think we might well be pretty much on the same page then i think i think we are i didn't think we were gonna be no i did i you know i, th- I thought yeah because i remember we talked about it over the years and you're like yeah it's all right it's yeah. not offensive it's like it's fine yeah Great. Well, that's, that's good. Well, then let's not find it around. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's go deeper in, shall we? Yeah. All 
And we're back. back. Part two of Darren and Matt's 80s adventure where we are looking at Le Breakfast Club. Ah, uh, oui, oui, oui. We're not sure. Yes. <laughs> it's like a multral, isn't it? Cultimultural, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We are looking uh, at The Breakfast brilliant. Club. Yeah. yeah. And uh, regular listeners to the podcast will know that at this point in said PCAST, Matt has a challenge to give us the synopsis. And he has as many seconds as the film has minutes. Uh, so, Mr. Matthew, how long was The Breakfast Club? It was one hour and 37 minutes. 97 minutes. So you get 97 seconds to give us the synopsis. Are you ready? I certainly am. Then let's have the jingle. <laughs> And if you're still ready, go. A brain, a beauty, a jock, a rebel and a recluse end up at their school on a Saturday for detention with Richard Vernon henceforth just referred to as Dick. Dick tells them to write an essay on who they think they are. Bender is trying to get a rise out of Brian, Claire, Andrew and Alison by acting like a gock, like a gock, like a gock. Catching his own spit and threatening to piss on the floor and generally just being an ass. He steals the screw from the door, causing it to close and therefore giving the students more time away from the beady eyes of Dick. They have lunch and after that, Bender persuades the group to go with him to his locker. Looking like they might get caught by Dick, Bender sacrifices himself so the rest can go back to the library. Bender ends up shut in essentially a cupboard by Dick. They were very different times. And he crawls through the ceiling to end up back in the library to meet up with the others to smoke weed and bare their souls. During the conversations, we find out why they're all there, how Ali had sexy time with her therapist, or more truthfully that she is a compulsive liar. We learn how to put lipstick on uh, in the most pointless way. And we also learn that weed gives you the power to smash a window when you scream. At the end of detention, Bender and Claire and Andy and Ali look to be getting together, but Brian, well, he's got some friends that he can talk to. Uh, right, will they still be friends on a Monday? Who knows? We end the film the same way it began with the amazing song from Simple Minds as Bender walks across the football field triumphantly. Nice. So just remind us, how long was the film? 97 minutes. You had 97 seconds or 1 minute 37 seconds to give us the synopsis. You <laughs> I did what? <laughs> uh, you did it in, drum roll. One minute, 28 seconds. Ooh, nicely under. So therefore, I shall have a wee drinky poos. I don't think I need it. No. I'm stumbling and mumbling like a fucker anyway. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well done, sir. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, there we go. That's um, pretty much our review of the, the Breakfast Club. See you all later. So before we go into oh, the right, main yeah. sort of bulk of it... Do you want some alternative casting? I think we should. Because there's a lot, Daz. There okay. isn't, there Strap isn't... yourselves in, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, we're here for the next <laughs> six hours. Uh, yeah, there is an awful lot of alternate casting. So, uh, right, start with Bender. Uh, Emilio Estevez originally was going to be playing Bender, apparently. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But they couldn't find the right Andrew, so he moved across to that. So Jim Carrey also auditioned for Bender. <laughs> Nicolas Cage, but they couldn't afford him, apparently. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, John Cusack was originally cast, but uh, they were like, no, oh, not sure. Rob Lowe. He wasn't rough enough, was he? Apparently. No, but no, okay. not rough enough. <laughs> uh, Rob Lowe. Okay. Potentially. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, yes. So that, that's, that's a few of the guys uh, that were considered to play John. Right. So there's a whole thing with Molly Ringwald was originally played to, uh, play, asked to play Alison. Uh, uh, she wasn't happy, was she? No, and that's right. She wanted to play Claire and all this. Anyway, anyway. She played Claire. She played Claire. So, um, 
Jodie Foster was considered to play Claire. And Brooke Shields was considered to play Alison. Um, Robin Wright also auditioned for Claire. Okay. And Laura Dern tried out for both parts. This is interesting, then. If John Hughes couldn't get Estevez to play Andrew, he would have considered casting Michael J. Fox. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be cool. Yeah. Is he jock enough, though? <laughs> is, is he a wrestler? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Jim Carrey. Yeah. Tom Cruise. Matthew I Broderick. See, I can see Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. I can probably see Matthew Broderick to a certain extent. Or Rob Lowe. Or, yeah. You can yeah. see Rob Lowe. He's got mm-hmm. that athletic sort of... Yeah. yeah. Um, now, the, the janitor's an interesting one. Apparently, Rick Moranis was cast. <laughs> I read this, yeah. Yeah. And he was going to do it with a Russian accent and everything. And a massive and, beard. Yeah, and a massive big beard. bushy beard. <laughs> and apparently, there was a studio kind of going, no, we don't no. think so. It would have been very silly. Yes. And also, around that sort of troop of people, Bill Murray was considered, and also John Candy. For the janitor? Yes. Oh, okay. So there we go. Well, there we go. So there's some alternate castings. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a typical... They're the obvious. It's a smorgasbord it, of yeah. 80s names. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ah, interesting. Interesting. Oh, well, t- should we look at the film then? Mm. Highs and lows and, uh, and a few other facts or anything that, we, that we've got? Sure. Yeah. Right. What particularly worked for you on this viewing that didn't work first time? Uh, I, I just think the fact that it's such an ensemble piece. I mean, it starts out looking like it's going to be all about Bender. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's such an unlikable piece of shit. Yeah. I mean, um, I must say, my stomach turned when he spat uh, in the air. Vile, I was like, vile, disgust, toss pot. And he is a fucking wanker. There's yeah. no two ways about it. But going back to your question, I, I'm not really sure. I just think maybe I was expecting too much the first time. Maybe I was expecting, you know, like a like a, a Porky's or something, or a Ferris Bueller's, something yeah. like that. Something wasn't, you know, there was going to be something to achieve. Again, we've talked a lot about this sort of thing, uh, these sort of things in, in in other podcasts. But it's just a bunch of kids that go to t- detention. There, there is no aim. There is no thing to achieve. There's no real storyline as such. And I, I didn't know that last time. And this time I did. And so, yeah. So I just enjoyed the film for what it was. Okay. And I, I, I think it was really, really good. Yeah. I just, yeah. It, the conversations, yeah, great. I mean, and, and Bender's interaction because you do actually initially think it's all going to be about him, mm, don't you? Mm. Um, and it's, I mean, Dick as well. Dick really. All right, I'll stop cutting. <laughs> <laughs> this the, film is full of innuendo, isn't but, it? Yeah, the teacher, he, the teacher does really. Mm. Um, there was also, I mean, I, I saw a deleted scene uh, with the janitor mm-hmm. who, you know, his little rant at them. Yes. He goes right off onto one. Does he really? And turns around and says, right, okay. So he says to Bender something like, okay, so you'll be in prison, then probably mm-hmm. dead. Looks at Brian and says, yeah, you're going to make a big success of yourself, but you'll have a heart attack by 38, 39. Oh, wow. Um, looks at Andrew and says, "Yeah, you'll probably end up working in a sporting goods store, and you, you'll have a you'll have a lovely wife who will pop out a few kids, uh, and then get fat, uh, you know." And he's, he's there's a lot of fat fucking stuff in this, in this yeah, film, which is. I'm not happy about. But it, it, it goes around the group, and he's like, you know, says to um, to Claire, you know, you're going to marry very well, and you're going to be a bored alcoholic housewife. Mm-hmm. Uh, says like to Ali your mother, Sheedy, by all accounts. Mm-hmm. Says to Ali Sheedy, "You're going to be a great poet, but no one's going to read your stuff." You know, oh, wow. and so he goes off on one of them. And yeah, it's an interesting character, that janitor, yeah. isn't it? Mm, yeah. Uh, it's probably not wrong either. No. <laughs> to be fair. Wow. That's, that's shocking. But yeah, I, I think it's, it's like I say, it's, it's such a, a seminal movie from the 80s. Uh, and it, it's, it, in a way, it's just full of bloody stereotypes, isn't it? 
I mean, like you said, you got your jock, you got your weirdo, you got your your little madam princess, who's very popular with everyone. Um, you got your thug asshole, uh, and you got your nerd. So it, it's, but it just sort of works. Yeah, it's it. The stereotypes become more than just stereotypes, uh, and I, I, I think that's probably why I liked it. I, I mean, what? Okay, so for me, a scene that particularly stands out mm-hmm. is when when they when they all get together properly and are sat down. Yes. And discussing, and you know, it's even even when you get Brian, who's there. Actually, I'm here because they found a gun in my locker, and it was like Ooh, I'd forgotten that, and it was yeah. a gut punch. Mm-hmm. But then the genius of John Hughes turns it so that you know, actually, they do, they are with him, they're with him at that moment, and then it's like, and it and it was a flare gun, and then you know, it it turns it all back, not taking away from his feelings, mm. but almost feeling like he's supported in that. Exactly. You do see the remnants of what happened to his locker at the beginning of the film, though. Oh, the, yes, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. the flare gun goes yeah. off in the locker. That's yes. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that scene was just brilliant. And I, I remember something was happening. Somebody said something. And I went, oh, yeah, it was when um, Claire turned around and said, uh, yeah, but it's only because, you know, you idolize us or whatever else. Mm. And he was like, I was like, oh, for God's sake, how conceited. In my head, I was like, yeah. how conceited. And he literally turned around and says, how conceited. Yeah. And I was like, that's... But that's the, the, the crux of her and her fucking friends, isn't it? Mm. And you see so many films, not just from the 80s, but so many films from, from every era that, that the popular kids feel like that. Yeah. And that it just even just that one line, it sums it up. It's just so clever. But it's such good writing. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And, and he knocked it out in two days, you say. Yeah, right? apparently. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there we go. There's another innuendo. Um, but yeah. But that, that scene apparently was mostly improvised. Mm. I'm guessing Hugh said, you know, these beats. are your stories. Yeah. This is why you're here. Just do what you can. And it's such a great... And actually, that's one of my highlights. That Brilliant. scene is one of my highlights. Um, and it's, it's so heartbreaking as well. The fact that, you know, when... The nerd, Brian, says, you know, well, you talk to me on Monday. Mm-hmm. And she is 100% honest. You can't take that away from her. But when he cries, it's just, it really gets you. It does, doesn't it? Oh, you, just see, you see his little tear go down his cheek. I was it's like, almost like his little lip goes yeah. as well. I'm not crying. You're crying. Very dusty in here. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, and, and, and Andy's story and, 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 and it's all just summed up at the very, very end by Alison saying, I had nothing better to do. I didn't have to be here. <laughs> Fucking genius. Absolute genius. So funny. She is just great in this film, isn't, isn't she? Isn't she just? Isn't she just? I mean, she just, she captivates us from the very beginning. We're just, just like even blowing her hair out of her face, you know, making, making, I almost made her sandwiches tonight with some cereal and some <laughs> sugar. <laughs> Just to try on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, that's just fucking bizarre. And I just love the fact that she doesn't say anything for the first half of the film, right? apart from... <laughs> when she, and then just buries her face on the desk. Brilliant. So funny. And she plays the part really well. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that scene is one of my highlights. Um, yours? I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I like the montage, eh? That's, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's that. obviously, that's a real standout. So yeah, I mean, if I had to pick another one, I'd say probably where they're dicking about and being teenagers and, mm-hmm. and actually they've bonded so now they're enjoying the fun part of it. Yeah. You know? Cool. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Uh, my other highlight is, um, to a point, is the smoking weed scene because they all sort of bond over, a, again, a common thing. Uh, that seems to be the, the, the message in this. Well, not, maybe not the message. Maybe that's Smoke true. weed and you'll get friends. No. No. Right. No. <laughs> that's, even though they all think they're individual and they all hate each other because, you know, I'm a jock and I'm a blah. 
actually, they're all the fucking same. They're all yeah. teenagers striving to be what they want to be. And actually, they're, they're sort of being held back, if you like, almost by their parents. It's that line, isn't it, where I think Ali Sheedy says, um, I've got an inconvenient or no, an uncomfortable home life. And, and yeah. Estevez yeah. says, well, everyone's got an uncomfortable exactly. home life. And that just sums yeah. up why, they're, they're, even though they all think they're different, they're all exactly the fucking same. Did you recognise Estevez's dad in that? As in? The actor uh, at the beginning when he drops him off. Uh, no, I didn't. He was Uncle Pat from Cocktail. He was... Uh, oh, is it? <laughs> yes. Uh, no, I didn't recognise him yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Okay, because now we're not really going deep into the, 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 the cast. No, the cast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Ah. Uh, well, another little bit trivia, wasn't it? That um, Brian's actual mum and sister mm-hmm. were the mum and sister, and his dad was, was John Hughes. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but so, so my two highlights from this film are that scene where they all sort of have a bit of a cry and, and, and pour their hearts out. And the weed scene up to the point where the where Andy breaks the glass with his scream. I thought that was silly. That yeah. So the weed scene is in the montage where <laughs> Yeah, we're where all the, having fun and yeah. just just dancing and, and, and laughing. Apart also as well from Anthony Hall. Yeah, his his voice. stupid voice. But again. that stupid voice, apparently, I was reading it. So apparently it's him trying to do a chubby checker impression. No, oh, we had this in Weird Science. Yeah, and there was it, a bit of trivia I found today. Um, he was there saying his impression of uh, Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor. And John Hughes loved it and wanted it in the film. It's just, oh, it's just really. It's painful. It's so inappropriate now as well. Yeah. Um, and, and actually not that funny. It's not funny. Yeah. Uh, but no, uh, John Hughes apparently has gone on, re- well, went on records and said that the one thing he regrets is the breaking glass. Oh, okay. Right. It just doesn't fit, does it? It doesn't it's, work. It's, it's silly. It's from a different film. Yeah. I, actually, I was, I was talking to Sayers about it and she, and she agreed as well. I said, that, that doesn't work. She went, it no, doesn't. It doesn't work. And she said she'd rather it was sort of almost metaphorical or, or sort of in his mind. And then in the next scene, you see the glass is actually still in one piece. Maybe you should do a cut where you just see like a ball hitting the window. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so that's that, that's my two highlights. Great. Um, uh, low lights? Well, there's, I mean, for me, there's there's not a lot to pick out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, that's, that's, that's not... I mean, for me, it's a, it's a very good film. So uh, why don't you go first and I'll jump on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because um, the, the glass was one of them. I mean, uh, that was that was something yeah. that was jarring. So that yeah, was... Well, that, that, is, that is definitely one of my lowlights. Uh, and and actually, just the comedy stuff in general for me sometimes felt a bit forced. For me, the the, the worst thing was the toilet paper or the, the toilet cover. Oh, I laughed out loud at that. It was just it seems so unnecessary. But it, you could see it happening. Can you? I actually uh, that um, for me, I laughed out loud at that. Right. Okay. I actually went. Ha! At the right. television, because uh, I'd forgotten completely about that. I didn't like it. It didn't work for me. I didn't, I didn't think it needed to be there. Uh, and it just sort of dragged me out of the film a bit. So you're trying to do something a bit slapstick, and it doesn't need it. That's my other low light. If I'm to be ultra critical, I suppose some of the romances felt a little bit forced. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't need to get together. And did they really get together? Exactly. Mm. You know, so you know, you, had, you had Bender and Claire who've been fighting the entire time and then, okay, there's the tension thing. And there's also, it's a little bit grease, isn't it? Like, give her a makeover. Exactly. That's for me, it just doesn't work. It, it's just, I just it's, it's unnecessary. Think... She was great as she was. Yeah, it, it didn't it need just, that. that. That sort of ugly duckling thing. Mm. It, it, no, because she's still who she is. 
after eight hours in detention, that's not going to change. And and five minutes with uh, with Claire sort of doing her makeup. Exactly. Um, yeah, Ali Sheedy is beautiful anyway. But yeah, so that, exactly. that's if I'm to be hypercritical, that one of the it just wasn't necessary. I agree. It didn't need it. So those are my low lights. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it for me. Well, we've got a very, very short section here then to talk about well, the music. Music, well, again, as we've, as, we've, as we've said before, we sometimes discuss things a little bit. Uh, and, and a few minutes ago, we were talking about the music. There isn't much to it, is there? No. The, the original stuff is provided by Keith Forsey, who was a drummer from the UK. Mm-hmm. He, he was responsible for other things like Flashdance and Beverly Hills Cop 2. And... I, I genuinely, I watched it again this afternoon. Mm-hmm. I could not hum one single bar right. of the original score. Yeah. But I think because it is so sparse, it is, and it, it and I think that's that's right. It has it's to how be. it should be. It's, it's it doesn't need a big score. It's because it's not that sort of film. I think it, if if I'm honest, I think it was brave to do that. But to show the monotony of detention, mm. we haven't got music playing. Exactly, and sometimes there's there's a few very powerful moments that are just vaguely underscored with just some. It just a, a sustained note or whatever, uh, or a sustained chord or something like that. And it's just, and that's all it needs. Obviously, you have the opening and closing sound uh, of Simple Minds. Which apparently they weren't up for. Well, it's in... They, they're, they're not happy about it, are they? they, they, they it's not, well, they didn't write it for a start. Again, mm. it was written by Keith Forsey. <laughs> for that song alone, makes him a fucking genius. But no, they, they weren't happy about it. They, they didn't apparently like knocked it. it out in three hours and went, oh, it's yeah, just, a, just have that. Yeah. And they didn't realise they were going to go to number one in the American <laughs> exactly. charts. Yeah. Um, what a tune it is, what though. What a fucking amazing tune. And it's it just, there's something about it. it just, it's uplifting. Yeah, and it just sums up the film perfectly. It just, uh, you know, don't forget about me. When we meet in the corridor, we're passing the corridor again. Just remember today. Uh, I mean, obviously, Ben is going to be there for another seven weeks or whatever. <laughs> yes. so, yeah, he might have the same experience every week. He's going to have a lot of earrings if he does. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, you've got Simple Minds, uh, other songs within the soundtrack. Elizabeth Daly, who I don't know, but uh, Waiting, again, pr- uh, produced by uh, Keith, or written by Keith That's when Forsey. they were dancing around? I can't remember. I don't know the soundtrack well enough to, to say that, that song, that song, that song. But Keith Forsey, you know, is, is either responsible for producing or writing most of the songs within the soundtrack, as well as just the incidental music as well. But we also have people that we've met. But no, 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 no. <laughs> sorry, yeah, sorry. Let's, let's go back that, on that. Uh, people that you've let's met. Let's rewind. Yeah. Oh, oh no, rewind nice, yeah, let's rewind. Yes, because <laughs> nice. I was out meeting another friend rewind at the time, friend. and I did not get to meet Wang Chung. So. Wang Chung, yeah, they give us fire in the twilight. But I don't remember when it was in the film. No, me neither. So, good. Yeah. So, <laughs> But yes, just to list the songs, for, for those who want to know, you got Didn't I Tell You by Laura Fawzi. I'm guessing it's something to do with Keith Fawzi. Fire in the Twilight from Wang Chung, again, uh, written and produced by Keith Forsey. We Are Not Alone, performed by Carla DeVito, Heart Too Hot to Hold, by Jesse Johnson and Stephanie Spruill. And then you've got things like the Kona Bogey March and Sunshine of Your yeah. Love. And so, yeah, it's, it's a very, very sparse soundtrack, and uh, it's all the better for it, in my opinion. No, I'm with you. All right, on that note, then, let's take another break, and then we'll come back with the quiz and what we are doing next week. Woohoo! <laughs> And we're back! Part three of Darren and Matt's 80s adventure. And what are we looking at now, Daz? Um, the. Oh, what's it called? Quiz? The que- oh, the quiz! <laughs> the quiz! I've already quiz! Eyes down for a full house! Yeah. 
nice. Yes, this week's quiz on the Breakfast Club. Um, as it stands, if you just dropped in at this episode, we had an episode a few weeks ago where we ended up awarding each other a point each because we ran out of questions, basically, <laughs> and we were well, like, yeah, let's just call it a draw. So, so at uh, episode 58, we are actually at four points each mm-hmm. in the, the this group of ten. So... It being a, an even-numbered episode, I get to ask the first question. Is that Ooh, correct? Oh, yes, it is. Right then. So, oh, Matthew, mm-hmm. question numero uno for uh, you. Yes. Where is Andrew going to a party that night? Uh, I uh, yeah, I'm not going to know this. Um, it was uh, well, it's somebody's house. It's going to be fun. So, but no, I don't know. Is that your answer? Yeah. It's at Stubby's house. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Okay. I, yeah. I, as soon as you asked that question, I was like, no, I did not pay attention oh. to that. That's okay. It's okay. Right. Okay. So then, question number one for you. Yes. What was on Bender's badge on his right glove? This is one of my questions as well. Is it? <laughs> and it is... Fuck. Uh, uh, not saved. Correct. Oh, thank fuck for that. Ooh, Christ. <laughs> Wowzers. Uh, question number two, then. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a whitewash this week. Uh, do you remember, well, I don't know. <laughs> In which room does Andy get high? Oh, no, well, the room he smashes the window in. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Oh. No? Foreign studies. Oh, so close. Foreign languages. No! <laughs> So close, he's going to let me have it. No, no. right. Okay. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> All right, then. I can't lose my record of every, every fucking set. All right, then. Uh, question number two for you. And this could be it. All right. Who is man of the year at the beginning of The Breakfast Club? Carl Reed. Good. But what year? 1969. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was that one of yours? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and who was Carl Reed? Look, yeah, it's because it, this. I found this film difficult to get questions from. Right, I had to rewatch bits of it to try and find yeah. something because there wasn't anything that just jumped out at you. It's one of those pieces, isn't it? Go on then. Right. Uh, well. <laughs> okay, I was going. <laughs> no, I won't ask that. Well, give me anything. I've lost now. Yeah, I know, but that's, <laughs> that's just mean, and it's probably one of yours as well. Um, okay, how long had Dick been a teacher for? Twenty-two years. Twenty-two years. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Fucking yes, I got one question. Um, uh, when is the film set? 24th of March, 1984. Correct, yeah. Woo! Nice. I think we had a lot of similar-ish questions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so you win. That's Congratulations. 5-1. Five, five, uh, nice. Some of my other questions. Uh, yeah, go on. What were the library opening hours? Ooh. Should have fucking asked is that it, one. Was it something like 8 till 3 or 8.30 to 3? What would you have said? 8.30 till 3. 8 till 3.30. Damn it. Uh, Also, in 1985, what is the street value of the marijuana in Bender's Locker? No, I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How much does Dick earn a year? 31 grand. Yeah, I thought you'd know that. Yeah. Uh, What's the high school uh, newspaper? I don't know. The the Shermer. Again, we're back at Shermer. Yeah. Just for a change. Shermer. Gazette. I, don't I know. should have asked this. It's Sherman High Bulldog. Oh. Uh, what's the headline? No idea. Oh, is that something? No, it's three words, isn't mm-hmm. it? I can't remember. Yep, Clark, Sparks, Grapplers. That's it. So, yeah. fuck's sake. Prominent <laughs> poster in the computer lab. 
All no the idea. questions I should have asked. <laughs> Hackers will be expelled. Oh, okay. What grade was Claire in when she learnt the lipstick trick? Sixth? Seventh. Seventh. Oh, no. my God. Every... Si- I, oh, yeah, my goodness. I just up, asked man. the wrong questions. Yeah. That's the ball ache, isn't it? Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, okay. Is that, is that all your... I, well, I've got a few others, but okay. we'd be here forever. <laughs> uh, okay. My first one was, uh, what's the uh, detention date? <laughs> Who was the man of the year? Uh... What does Bender call Molière? Um, well, how does he pronounce it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I, I can't remember. Yeah, Molé. Molé. What sort of name is Claire? French. A fat girl's name. Oh, of course it is. Yes. How fast is the clock? Twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. Andy taped whose ass cheeks together? Lenny, somebody. Larry Lester. Larry Lester. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is the one I should, if I was going to whitewash, I should have gone with this one. Should I? Um, what's Brian's social security number? Oh, it is one zero zero four eight. Did you actually write that down? I did because I know you've done stuff like that to me before. You fucker. Do you remember? Uh, I actually learned the number and beat exactly. because I thought you'd ask it. So I was like, I'm not going to learn this social security number. How tall was he? Five nine and a half. How heavy? Hundred and thirty pounds. Yeah. And what was his birthday? It's the twelfth of March. March. Yeah, yeah. You see, I fucking learned that, <laughs> didn't I? <laughs> uh, what ba- what foot is Bender's bandana on? It's his right foot. Right foot. Uh, what's on Bender's badge? Dick's salary. Uh, how old does Brian's fake ID say he is? Sixty-eight. Yeah. Who did Carl want to be when he was growing up? Uh, John Lennon. John Lennon. And what beer do they drink? Uh, old. I had to Google it because I could say make out the label. <laughs> old style. Old style. I did have three quotes and I forgot to do a quote. But uh, so. Oh, what was the bag as well? The bag that uh, the bag? Andy had his food in. Oh, I didn't notice that. Happy foods. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so first quote then. Goodness uh, me, you went to town on this. I do not wear tights. I wear a uniform. I wear the required uniform. Right. I'd have given you that. Um, who are you? Who are you? No, I don't. I am the walrus. It's from Brian. And then from Alison, when you grow up... I've just got Matilda in my head now. <laughs> um, your heart dies. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's a lovely quote, isn't it? Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. And obviously another quote from uh, Bowie at the beginning, from Changes. From Changes, yeah. yeah. Apparently suggested by... Ali Sheedy. Ali Sheedy. Uh, oh, yeah. And what time was it when Dick comes in and talks to them? Uh, about five to seven. seven. No, 7.06. 7.06, seven Yeah. Nice. We yeah. see that could have gone either way. I'm quite happy with that. That could have gone absolutely either way. Yeah. Just the wrong questions were asked. Oh my and God. how many times has that happened? Mm, yeah. Lots, lots. Well, there we go then. So um, that's the quiz. That's the quiz. Week. Um, so we need last to, orders yeah. at the bar. Last orders. Last orders at the bar, please. Last orders at the bar. It's a time for a sum up, I suppose. Yeah. Well, it's. Uh, it's an even number, so you go first, bud. Okay. Um, yeah, like, like I said, I found it, um, I've got a newfound respect for this film, and I, I guess it's uh, it's only right a film that you know, with a one million dollar budget that recouped fifty that it? Wor- one yeah, million dollars. That's why one I couldn't afford million one million <laughs> one million dollar budget, which is why apparently the, the the company allowed him to direct it because they didn't want John Hughes to direct it as well. They said, "Look, you're only spending a million dollars. If it fucks up, what's the issue?" Basically. Wow. So they allowed him to direct it and it recouped at just at the box office 51 million. 
Jesus. I hope yeah. he had points on the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, with, don't pay me. Give me a percentage. Yes. Jeez. So, yeah. Um, the film, it's great. It's this thing about it. It's basically a massive therapy session for them, isn't it? Mm. The five of them sit there and talk about their differences. Yes, they start off a million miles apart from each other. They think they're all different, as I've said, but they're all pretty much the same. They've all got issues with their parents, whether it's you know, violence or being ignored, or the parents expecting too much from them, or they're just you know, used as a weapon between two warring parents. And it's, it speaks on so many levels. And, mm-hmm. and I didn't see that before, and I, I see it now. And you know what? I loved it. Right. Just do not look up the uh, what the term brownie hunter means. That's all I'm going to say, because it's a bit of a shocker. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I absolutely loved it. There are a lot of faults with the film. Uh, there are things that do not work. Things think, that haven't aged well, clearly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Some of the, the insults are unnecessary, I think. But I think it works really, really well. John Hughes has assembled a phenomenal cast. And, and, and yeah, the start of the Brat Pack, this was a golden age, another golden age of cinema for me. Mm-hmm. The start, if you like, of another golden age of cinema with a, with a new bunch of actors. And I just don't... I, I, was it the last golden age we had? Probably not, but I don't think we're in a golden age at the moment. Looking at things, we're, we're, we're all a bit too sanitized. It's, it's a bit too trying to please everyone and 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 and, and all that sort of thing. And it, but back I think then, I agree. I think I think there's a lot of a lot of things we take for granted now that are conventions and films started then. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I just think we were really lucky to be alive and live through this era. Uh, and yeah. that's my, that's one thing I want to say to you, though. I think. We were too young hmm. at the time. I think you're right to appreciate this because if we'd have been, I don't know, five years well, older, teen- yeah, exactly, teenagers, like it would a teenager think, watching this yeah. film in the height of your teenage years, watching this, you'd have been like, yes, I identify with this such is me. and such, this is or me. identify with or a bit of you and a bit of you. Yeah, this is how I feel. Although if they tried to make me go to detention on a Saturday, I'd have told them to fuck off. <laughs> I'm sure you would have. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I think it's a great film. If you haven't seen it, hit. If you haven't seen it, I haven't seen it for a long time. Go back and watch it because it, it's it's so good. Don't expect too much. Don't expect you know a Ferris Bueller's or a or 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 a Gremlins as we said earlier. It's just a bunch of people at detention. But my God, it works well. Mm-hmm. So are you going to rate it, or do you want to wait till I sum up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I've always got on with this film. I've always loved John Hughes, but I think I think I don't know. Going back after we've gone through this. I don't want to say journey. journey's a bit wanky, but we, we've we've for you know fifty eight episodes we have looked at films, analysed them, talked about them. Going back to it with that head on and looking at it, it just it makes me realise how good a film it is. Mm-hmm. It really is. Uh, it, yes, as you say, there are a lot of faults. I didn't know it was a one million budget. That is amazing to mm. pull that off with one million. But it's basically one set, isn't it? Essentially, it is one set. But I mean, yeah, it's just. And it's brave. Mm. It is very brave. Kind of going, yeah, we just want five, six actors and that's it. And a script. It's a play. It's a, you know, it's the closest you will get in Hollywood to a play. Exactly. And I, I think we appreciate that because we, yeah, we do love our theatre. Mm-hmm. So it is nice. Just some, some of the dialogue plays off. And yeah, Mike, Anthony Michael, who I thought was brilliant. In fact, the whole cast. So he was the this. first one cast in the film, wasn't he? Yes. Him and uh, Molly Ringwald from mm. 16 Candles, was it? They were, mm-hmm. Yeah. They are, they're great. The whole cast are great. And yeah, it just brings a smile to my face. It's, it, it takes you to lots of different places and I will, be, I will happily, happily go back and watch it again. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad because actually I haven't watched it in a few years, so it was lovely to get back and do it. Good. 
Cool. Rating then, I suppose. Mm. For me, it's a good, solid... I was talking to Sez about this earlier. Mm. And actually, having talked about it with you now, I'm going to rate it slightly higher. I'm going to give it a good, solid eight. Were you going for a seven then? I was going for a seven to seven and a half. Mm. Yeah. I I had the rating in my head when I finished it. Mm-hmm. It just popped in there. I was like, actually, not without its faults. Some things don't age well, but... It is a solid eight from me too. Excellent. We are we are exactly on the same page, yeah, which I'll really be honest, are. I really didn't expect this week. Right. I thought you'd be like, yeah, you know, middle of the road, it's fine. That as you as you have been over the years. And yeah. we've known each other a long time, and I thought you might be of that same great. Awesome. Yeah, no, I'm glad we did this film. Thanks for, you know, making me watch it. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> so no. yeah, and if you haven't watched it in a while, as Dad says. Go and watch yeah. it. Do yourself a favour. Just sit will. down, put yeah. your phone away and just exactly. go and watch this film. And, enjoy and it's it. only 97 minutes if you like. Seven minutes too long. But Seven minutes too long. <laughs> it's only 97 minutes. I, I, I say, don't expect too much. I think you'll love it. Yeah, there we go. All right then, on to next week. Right. Wow, yes, yeah, so then please tell me what's next week because I have no idea. Well, I the tagline for... I do, I do, I do. I don't... What? Uh, the tagline for next week's film. It's a very simple one. Only their mother can tell them apart. I mean, if that doesn't give it away to you, then, you know, probably not the right show. Go and listen but to something the else. The <laughs> That's a bit harsh. No, but only their mother can tell them apart. So, yes, uh, it is. Um, the Brady Bunch. So it's clearly about siblings, isn't it? Mm. Brothers in Arms. I oh, know that's, that's a song. Um, I mean, I'll never tell you, even if you get it right. Band of Brothers. I oh, know, that's a TV that's show. That's a TV show from, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, don't know. Well... <laughs> if like Darren, you don't know, and I'm pretty sure you do. Yeah. What? Uh, then all you've got to do is <laughs> keep an eye I on. I don't think of anything funny to say about the fucking film. <laughs> Shut up. Hopefully, the film's up. funnier than you are. Right. <laughs> what a bitch. <laughs> so if you can't, no, I'm be... not doing this again. Fuck off. Anyway, if you like, to... <laughs> shut up. You shut up. Jeez, <laughs> so... you think you are my twin or something? Oh, he sort of shit. Anyway, <laughs> back of the net. <laughs> if you if you don't know what there is after that, then uh. but yes, check out our Facebook page where the trailer will be released at some point. Keep an eye on it. Uh, and uh, right, and don't forget, contact us. Let us know what you want to see. Yeah, let us know what you think's working. Don't fucking bother telling us what you don't think's working. <laughs> you're talking Basically, shit. so what you're saying, Daz, is give us touch praise. If, give, give us touch praise. if you like give us. us reviews, don't get in touch if you don't. Give us your fucking money. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> if, you wouldn't, if you haven't reviewed us already, if you wouldn't mind doing us a favour, heading to yeah. wherever you listen to your podcast and giving us a review. In all seriousness. Uh, and yeah, drop, sis, us, sis, drop us an email, sis, podcast sis, at sis, 80sadventure.com. Sis, 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 sis. What? I don't know, I'm just waffling, I'm, I'm a bit pissed. <laughs> all right, okay. But don't forget, Patreon, you do get extras, and, and I'm very good You made that sound very prostitute-like. Well, I'd do anything for money. All right then, yes, you do. There are there are a plethora of episodes on Patreon you can listen to too. That have only on Patreon. only on Patreon. Yeah. So that's it. That's been that's been this actual episode. This has been the Breakfast Club, and it's been a lot better than detention, right? Right. So uh, anything else, does? That's a no then. All right. <laughs> until next film, week. You know. <laughs> until next week. I've been Matt, and I am Darren. Cheesy! You'll make my mother a very happy lady because she'll have to watch it. With <laughs> I <you>. always do. <laughs> That's not the beginning this week, though, by the way. I want the beginning to be you fucking up the beginning. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I can't fuck up. <laughs>